Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. Central. How are you doing? This is Dusty Rhodes and welcome to Tech Radio. Since 2006, the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you news in tech from around Ireland and, of course, the rest of the world. We are the podcast that likes to broadcast. We're on air with RTE and online via your favourite Apple, Google or Spotify podcasting apps. If you're on iTunes, maybe you'll leave us a five-star rating. Good on you. Uh, we also keep you up to date daily on all things tech with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. This is show number 818 and I am ably joined as always by our Tech Central Editor-in-Chief uh, Niall Kitson in the Kitson COVID Kitchen. Yeah, in the COVID Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Nice branding. I'll mm. use it. Uh, well, listen, we're not here to, to sell your kitchen or to brand your kitchen. How are you uh, How are you coping with COVID? Coping with COVID? Not too bad, actually. Do you know what? I'm actually a bit tired this afternoon. In what sense? I'm, I'm, I'm enduring something called Zoom fatigue. I don't know if you've come across this. I haven't. Well, no, I haven't. And I, I don't think I'm suffering it, but maybe I am. What is Zoom fatigue? Okay, right. Basically, I attended a webinar this morning and uh, usually you finish a meeting and you're like, okay, right, that was an hour, an hour and a half, whatever. I'll drink a cup of coffee now and I'll move on to something else. Mm. Uh, but afterwards, I felt like I'd been through the ringer a little bit. I'd felt like I'd been sitting in on a, you know, two college lectures in a row or something like that. And I was like, that's very unusual. So I went researching and this is indeed a thing. Uh, it's called Zoom fatigue and it works like this. Now, you're used to talking, you're used to doing radio. You can do radio for, what, a three or four hour stretch before, you know, any sort of tiredness sets in. Would that be fair? Mm-hmm. Uh, fair enough, yeah. Yeah, um, because you're just speaking into a microphone. And you don't have to deal with any, you know, verbal cues from an audience or any sort mm. of, well, I mean, you do have to deal with questions and things coming in on either side of you. That's fine. You've got a producer on the other side of a, a window who's looking after you as well. But it's all in person. It's all in place. And you all, you know each other's ticks and quirks and all that sort of thing. It can be a fairly well-oiled machine, I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Go on. However, when you're on a Zoom call, you have a moderator that you might know. You've got a lot of guests that you might know. That's fine. You go to an event. That's what you want. Uh, However, unlike a, a regular event, you're dealing with irregular sound quality because people are recording in different different places you're dealing with irregular video quality so it's almost you you have to switch your your brain to uh, every different camera to sort of process okay this is an sd image this is a hd this is a hd image the sound in this one is very uh, it's very good sound in this one is not good the background on this one is different as as we would say it's all over the gaff it's all over the gaff. And that lack of standardization is actually making us very tired. And I wouldn't have thought this was a thing before. But if you can, if you compare and contrast, when you go on to a Zoom call with your family members who you know very well, you can go for hours. That's not a problem. Uh, if you sit down to learn something on Zoom, like uh, in a webinar, it's actually quite, it's a, quite draining. Have you discovered that? Um. 
I don't know. You see, I don't use Zoom as much because because audio is my thing. I prefer to just uh, uh, use audio calls. I actually find when I'm doing audio calls um, or recording audio calls for podcasts or radio programs or whatever, uh, the having video is actually distracting, which is why I use I don't use a video camera as much. Mm. Um, I did have a very long video call on Saturday night. Uh, myself and Mrs. Dusty sat down in front of our telly and then I had uh, the laptop in front of the telly connected into the telly on the HDMI and then I had a microphone coming out somewhere. So when I re- clicked through to my mate, there he was on our big TV screen. Mm-hmm. All right. And we were able to sit back and it was kind of like looking across the room and then there they were full size. And then he tells me, I've just hooked up the laptop to the TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> so we were both at it um, and you know kind of whatever two three hours later we were uh, we were inebriated and just didn't care <laughs> but I think it's that consistency you're only talking mm. to one person you you know them you know their tics and quirks you don't have to yes. concentrate to, to pick up on nonverbal cues and um, you're used to you know one quality of sound and image and it's not bouncing from one to the other and i imagine being you know a friend of yours he knows how to frame a shot properly yeah yeah he did okay actually yeah yeah so all these natural things for an audiovisual professional mm. uh really make a difference um so i think in this brave new world of remote working, we're actually going to have to get people to sit down and learn some some norms of proper teleconferencing. You know, that whether will be that will be the next thing. That will be the next thing. It'll be somebody saying, "I can make you look awesome on Zoom." And why not? You know, especially if looking awesome means that you can stand out and have your message heard and mm. understood and engaged with, mm. because it's easy for you to be seen and heard and you know, etc. then why not? And the interesting thing to quantify this will be, you know, you go on to a webinar in the background, there's somebody monitoring the Q&As, deciding, okay, this is a question our guy should answer. This is one we can shunt to the side. Here's a couple of questions together on the same subject. We'll bring though, we'll bring something like that to the forward and they can post that in a chat that the speaker will see. So will it be a case of the speaker with the most um, with the most engagement, with the most questions, mm. will that be an indicator of the quality of their sound, of their image, whether they have something interesting in the background? You know, how convincing oh. will they be compared to the guy in his front room where the sound might be a bit echoey or indeed the COVID kitchen <laughs> where the sound <laughs> is slightly echoey? Slightly echoey. We're doing all right this week. Um, um, but, you know, these things all add up and you might okay. not know them, but your brain does. Uh, it does. Now, and I'll tell you where immediately where you say that, and this is kind of leading into the next story we're going to talk about at the same time, right? We're all familiar with Zoom and how it's all set up and blah, blah, blah. And I would say uh, a good example of what you're talking about, actually, is Graham Norton on Friday nights, because he's doing all of his uh, conversation by Zoom or Skype or whatever video call or whatever it is. Hmm. And we are able to see it to the, the homes of the stars, as it were. And it is, you know... Um, amateurish but i don't mean that in a a nasty way it's just they're setting up the laptop and they're having a chat with you the same as you would with family yeah however uh we had a look into the house well i'm quite sure it wasn't the house but it looked like the house of satya nadella this week 
hmm. the uh, chief exec of Microsoft, because uh, we we are into the season now of uh, the developer conferences. Uh, Apple, I think, is coming next month. Not entirely sure what they're going to do. Google, uh, we're meant to have theirs. They've cancelled it. Yeah, Facebook uh, have cancelled theirs as well. Well, there you go. Uh, Microsoft have gone ahead and actually had a uh, uh, developers conference online. And it started off by uh, Satya doing his thing from it looked like his home. But it was so beautifully done and lit and everything in the background was perfect that I have my suspicions. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if he's going to be doing an awful lot of teleconferencing with the with teams mm. around the world, of course, oh, it's yeah. got to look as good as possible. But do you remember a couple of weeks ago, Claire Byrne did a, a segment from, you know, quote unquote, her shed. Yes, um, it was her shed. Was it actually Genuine. her shed? It was actually her shed in her back garden. Yes. But it looked great. Uh, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't a big deal to move from one location to the other. And this is something mm. I'm finding with the US talk shows as well, that the audio and the vision, the AV quality across the board is is consistent, uh, and I think that filters out an awful lot of that that fatigue, that that effort that we have. I think you're just getting uh, because you've got professionals at it. Uh, the other one uh, with the BBC, have I got news for you? Mm. Uh, which uh, a show I really like. The first one, the first week of that was dreadful. Right. Absolutely. And it was the sound actually more than than anything else. And then the next week there was a marked improvement in the sound. Mm. And I'm quite sure what they're doing is they're sending somebody around to the house and saying, all right, set up the camera this way, have it there, blah, blah, set up the microphone, wear the microphone here. And they're giving them all the little pro tips, as it were, and then mm. they leave them to it. That's That's what I reckon. But listen, uh, very quickly, just on Microsoft Build Week, uh, we had the keynote from uh, uh, Satya. We've got notes and uh, all kinds of articles and stuff like that on the website at techcentral.ie, so I'm not going to get into it. But I suppose the headlines for you, Niall, what, what, what stood out? Okay. Um, this is something that has been described as Google Docs on steroids. And I think it's a fascinating idea, and I hope I can do it justice in explaining it to you now. But um, say if you're putting together uh, a document, right? Mm. Uh, you're working on a spreadsheet that you want to import into a Word document because you've got text that will only work because it's nicely formatted, etc. around that. And mm. maybe you've got some images that you want to drag in from somewhere else that are high quality uh, and edit it down. And maybe you want to have some you know, notes around it from team meetings or some audio files attached to it. Well, apparently uh, you will be able to do all that thanks to uh, Microsoft's Fluid Office document standard. Um, so stop me if you're, you've heard this one before, Dusty, but uh, basically it means that you will have an Office document as opposed to Excel, Word, um, PowerPoint, etc. And you will just be able to drag in uh, or generate um, individual segments of a file with all that functionality built in. So you won't have to import from Excel. You will just be able to go, oh, this bit of the document is an Excel uh, spreadsheet. Here we go. Tippity-tappity. And in it goes. And if and you want to bring goes. in something from, from somebody's presentation, you can drag in that particular slide. Mm. Uh, if you want to do some for WordPress, um, they, wow. All right. Okay. Do you know what I like with, with the way you describe that? Is that there's no such thing as Word, Excel, blah, 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 blah anymore. It's all just a document. Yeah, I, I, I wow. think that's the goal. That's the goal. 
That's uh, that's quite powerful. They've also made a, a change to Teams and teamwork, which I think is quite a- appropriate, seeing as everybody's suddenly on <laughs> Microsoft Teams. But anyways, listen, uh, what else have we got in the news uh, this week? Uh, Apple, we were saying about the, the conference, uh, but also Apple are starting to reopen their stores in the US and causing a bit of controversy, as Apple does, uh, with protections. Okay, right. Here's the here's the story. As we all know, the US is way behind us uh, and pretty much everyone else in the world, it seems, when it comes to COVID-19 measures. But they all also seem to be way ahead in terms of getting businesses back open. So that creates sort of a, a race to open the doors again. But it also creates a great deal of uncertainty about who you're letting in the door and what the likelihood is uh, the the likelihood of them carrying something into your premises that you're not prepared for. So we're it's it's a quite a strange uh, sort of state to be in, uh, especially when you look at Apple's stores are so reliant on that sort of face to face contact between staff and uh, and customer. So that's a that's a big issue that they've had to overcome. And we all know uh, Apple stores are just lovely anyway to to have a walk around in. So you you've got the the whole passing trade things gone. You've got um social distancing which has created these giant lines outside uh, the shops which you expect because we're used to them over here too. Um however they've they're going to be stuck in this kind of hybrid situation because when all the offices come back here, there's going to be things like, you know, um, there will have to be uh, places where you where you can, you know, uh, there'll have to be um, hand wash dispensers everywhere. There'll have to be uh, regular temperature checks. There'll have to be social distancing, making offices, you know, at least half as useful as they would have been because so many uh-huh. people will have to clear out and work at home or, you know, on alternate schedules or what have you. Uh, just to maintain proper social distancing. So Apple has decided that they're going to take a leaf out of the European playbook in some respects, in that they are going to be asking anyone who enters their shop uh, questions about their health. How have you been over the last while? Have you demonstrated the following symptoms? They're also going to take your temperature uh, they're also going to ask that you maintain social distancing at all times. And also they will give you a mask just as you go in. And you know what? If you don't adhere to all of those, you're not getting in. And do you think this is ridiculous or do you think it's reasonable? I think in context, it's reasonable. And particularly when it comes to masks where the... Guidance has been quite wishy-washy until now, Hmm. where you're finally hearing, okay, yeah, masks, yeah, in an enclosed space or, you know, where you are sharing space with strangers, yes, wear a mask. That seems to be the guidance at the moment, Um, possibly coming far too late as thankfully it looks like we're on the on the road to uh, Hmm. um, successfully containing Hmm. the virus. Yeah, uh, as we're starting to see businesses here open up naturally, which is wonderful to see. Um, also wonderful will, will be to see uh, how long we will all have the option to uh, stay at home working for. Um, I'm sure some people have probably chewed off arms and legs just to want to get out again, mm-hmm. uh, get into some class of an office. Um, personally, the COVID kitchen is quite a nice working space, uh, although I'm sure you have various sound issues with it, but however. Uh, I know. What's your take on it, Dusty? Do you miss an office? 
Um, I'm okay, but it's not so much that I miss the office. I miss meeting other people in reality. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of conversations and that and talking to people on the phone and, you know, we do the Zoom, we do recordings and all that kind of stuff. So I'm still like, you know, connected, but I just miss that. Like, you know, oh, I have a meeting with Niall at 12 o'clock today in, you know, kind of whatever coffee shop we're going to meet in. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. So to extrapolate that to the retail setting, um, if somebody said, OK, we're going to make certain demands of you that maybe you think might be unrealistic or dated or unnecessary are you more likely to comply just to get out of the house as opposed to try and argue the point well let's put it this way right Uh, you can have the apple store and you can have the microsoft store okay and Mm -hmm. at the apple store they're going to ask me a dozen questions give me a mask and a a pair of gloves and sanitizer and stuff like that or i can go to the microsoft store and they'll say look just keep your distance from everybody else I'm way more likely to go to the Microsoft store. I'm not going to want to go through all that hassle with uh, 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 getting into a store and having to do this and this and this and this and this and this. That's just my own personal. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, personally, uh, I would, it sounds, you know, ridiculously invasive, but if you're in a country where the federal response has been less than convincing, um, I think it's perfectly reasonable for companies to introduce higher standards than mm. if they were in a country that was much more on top of the situation. Mm. Listen, uh, I think we're going to talk more about COVID than we are uh, tech stuff. Okay, let's move <laughs> so, on. So we we'll move on. But that is interesting. That I, I think that's a very Apple thing to do is to kind of to find the right thing to do and to, you know, appear appear to be looking after their customers. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, one, one and, final point on that. Oh, yeah, These on. are the yeah. same standards they're applying to their own staff as well. Ah, now actually, do you know, there's a funny thing. I, I would almost expect and applaud that uh, for, for the staff. Mm. I think it's like kind of when, you know, when you go to the supermarket, when you're in the shops now and all of these screens are popping up and blah, 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 and the staff are there and they're in masks and gloves. I kind of understand that because they've got strangers passing them all day, every day. Mm. Me, I go into town, I do three things and I'm gone again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Anyway, let's, let's put that aside. I go for my favourite story of the entire week. And that is my good buddy, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. They've come up with the ideal regulator to make sure that Facebook is doing its thing. Pray tell. Yeah. Who is it? Well, you remember this time last year. Gosh, was it this time last year? Pretty much was, wasn't it? Mm. Um, Mr. Zuckerberg went to Washington and said, uh, yeah, uh, we probably need some class of regulation. Things are getting out of hand. Um, so how, how about we have a think on that? So Facebook had a think on that and decided maybe we should, you know, regulate ourselves. Maybe we're the best people qualified to do that. Oh, if this was television, you would see my head in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a Zoom call, you'd see. Oh my! Do, do you know what? You know, true. If, if Trump said that, you would understand and ignore. <laughs> but then again, Facebook. Facebook wants to be regulated by Facebook. Oh my goodness! All yeah. right, right. Well, that wraps up the news for this week. Thanks for keeping us up to date, as always. Now. This is Tech Central, your weekly tech podcast from Ireland's techcentral.ie. Tech Central.
Each week on the show, we've been getting emails in from you uh, saying the various new things that you're doing online and companies around the country and what they're doing online uh, to A, kind of battle COVID and uh, B, to keep business moving and stuff like that. A lot of stuff going online. Uh, the email address is um, info at mediateam.ie. So we've got two for you this week. Uh, the first one is a company that verifies training. Yeah. So basically, uh, you have a training program in place, but how do you know how effective it has been? Um, this is the question that a company based in Kilkenny called Very uh, spends its time sorting out. So they develop software solutions uh, for um, auditing uh, various training and response programs. So at the moment, they're working on uh, some software to look at how companies are dealing with COVID-19. So as a, a small business, you'll be able to see what what measures you took in you put in place and how effective they were so that's that's super uh, a super useful service to have uh, and the company has worked with a whole bunch of people before including the Irish Wheelchair Association Dublinia Impact Training uh, Fermanagh and Oma District Council uh, Harvest Resources and a whole bunch of other places so that's very.ie v e r i.ie Okay, they're going to pick up a whole new load of new contracts with uh, what's going on at the moment. The second one that we have for you then is uh, Abadoo.com. What exactly does Abadoo do? Yeah, well, we're entering a whole new world of work. So, so we're likely going to be uh, not working in offices so much. It's more than likely a lot of highly skilled people uh, unfortunately may lose their jobs or will decide they want a, a more flexible uh, working regime. Mm-hmm. So or, what Abadu, or, or, yeah. or if, if I can add in here, a yeah. lot of highly skilled people are sitting at home going, uh, I think I prefer working here or I want yeah. the flexibility. Yeah, yeah. Or I would like to build uh, build my CV by working with a company abroad or something like that. So, or, yes, I want to go live in the Mauritius, but still work for that company and uh, step aside. Yeah, exactly. So what Abidu does is uh, it matches the skills you have to companies that are looking for those specific skills. Now, I mean, that sounds like recruitment and it isn't, it isn't. The difference is that you can decide, okay, I want to work abroad. I want to work in a co-working space. I want to do X, Y, Z. You define the terms by which you want to be employed. Uh, and if you're a skilled person, say a software developer or somebody working in design, um, this is a fantastic service to just have a look at. Um, and see what you think. It's abadoo.com, A-B-O-D-O-O.com. Okay, I had, a, I had a look at them, and I'll tell you, there was two things that really impressed me about them. Um, one is, well, one is that it matches uh, remote workers with employers, okay? Um, and what I liked about it was you don't actually have to reveal who you are until you decide that you want to actually apply for the job. Mm. Does that does that make sense? So it's kind of like, well, you know, I'm working for Microsoft, but I obviously don't want Microsoft to know that I'm looking for another gig. So I'm not going to put my ad up on, on online on some website and Microsoft could find it and go, what's he up to? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know me with privacy issues and stuff mm. like that. So kind of you remain anonymous to a certain extent, um, uh, but you will have certain generic kind of stuff like you say your qualifications are, blah, 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 blah or whatever. Uh, and then when they find a job that they think will suit you, they put it to you and they'll say, Vodafone are looking for blah, 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 blah. Yep. And that uh, is super useful as opposed to exactly. LinkedIn. And you don't have you don't have to say who you are until you decide, I think I'd like to work for Vodafone as opposed to LinkedIn, which with which who do what? 
Yeah, well, you apply for things in one click, but it's, you know, it's a, your identity is there front and center, like any other recruitment mm. company, mm. Um, as opposed to, say, somebody with, I can do X, Y, Z. It's still top of the line, dusty roads, can do the following. Here's my contact details, that sort of thing. So it's a nice enclosed uh, sort of uh, employee centric platform for matching companies and people. All right, Grant. It's uh, abodo.com, A-B-O-D-O-O.com. There's an Irish lady behind that as well. Righto, listen, uh, I think that's our show for this week, Niall. Uh, and, and, and until next week. Yes, indeed. Uh, you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates, daily newsletters and more from the website techcentral.ie, including more on the Microsoft Build Week. Uh, you can also listen to us each week online or, of course, Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio 1 Extra. And so until next weekend, uh, from myself, Dusty Rhodes and from Niall in the COVID kitchen, thanks so much for listening. we we'll talk to you soon. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by DigitalAudioProductions.com. Tech Central.